for starters, uh, episode 30. I'm getting up there. Uh, I mean, no, I will say, uh, Greg has said it many times. The hardest part is continuing. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah. I, I will say, we, I, I think we've done pretty good. Uh, Consistency-wise, uh, we've definitely improved. You know, obviously we take our breaks, but, you know, uh, we, we got lives. Uh, we, we ain't like uh, your your favorite podcast because, you know, they're rich right now. We're, we're still trying to build up to that. that right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, say, uh, say, niggas that, is living comfortable right now, but we ain't rich. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, honestly, uh what what are your takeaways so far? Just you know, with the pod, uh, it's been fun. I I enjoy it. Like it's cool. Mm. I mean, to me, it doesn't really feel like anything different. Yeah, because I mean, we talk like this all the time. So I mean, yeah, it's, you know, the difference is we're on camera now. Right. Facts. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, honestly, I'd say we we're definitely doing good. I mean, I, obviously, there's always room for improvement, which I think you know, obviously, we're getting there, but. You know, it's just that just comes with time. Yeah, for sure. That's really all it is. Now, it was show me we're doing something right. You know, I told you about a situation. Somebody mad about uh, something oh, we God. talked about. <laughs> man, listen. I'm like, come on, man. Uh, like I said, this it the the fact that that person picked that out like that. I'm just kind of like, like you said, playing detective. <laughs> but, but it's just like, what? Uh, hey, if the if the shoe fits, put that motherfucker on. Hey, look, man, you know why OJ got off? Because the gloves didn't fit. <laughs> look, man, and it's like, I I gotta say this. Look to the listeners. You're not going to like everything we talk about. It's something we accept. You had to accept it. And we're fine with that. If you don't like what we talk about, nobody's holding a gun to your head and forcing you to listen. So if you hear something you don't like, turn it off. Hey, I just did that with one of Farrakhan's podcasts. <laughs> no, it, it, it wasn't even anything he said. Like, we talked about it. I didn't tell him, like, I turned it off. But I, I told him, oh, like, hey, shit. I didn't appreciate something, you know, your boy said. So I just stopped listening. It, like, I'm like, bro. And nah, it's man. like. Farrakhan. No, nah, like, it wasn't even anything, like, serious, serious, but it was like, bro, like, I'm just, nah, bro, like, your ideology just ain't sitting right with me, so I'm not gonna listen to this anymore, but it's like, hey, if I can do it, anybody else can do it. Honestly, even when I don't agree with some of these people's ideology, like, not like Farrakhan and his stuff, but I, I just have anybody to, I had to had to uh, tune in to that one that you was talking about because I want to hear what it is now. But yeah. I'm like, if I don't agree with it, sometimes I listen to it anyway because yeah. that shit's funny. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, and you know, I listened about? for like a couple more minutes, but it's like it it was more so I explained to him like, bro, like your boy's point needs to be a little more like explained thoroughly because. 
he was not I'll put it to you this way. It was a 50-50. Like he was not wrong, but he wasn't right either. And that's all I explained to Tim. Like But did, did he get did Tim get mad? No, about no, it? because it was a pretty like understood like where I was coming from. And I told him, like, I understand where your boy is coming from. Like I'm not knocking what he said. It's just I don't personally agree with it. Right. And I think to some degree it's ignorant. But it again. It's his opinion. He is more than allowed to have his own opinion, just like I am. I mean, so I, I like, got a pretty twisted sense of humor. So when they start talking that ignorant shit, <laughs> I think it's funny sometimes. <laughs> I'm just like, well, nah, it's, all, like, it's, it's like, I, I kind of just, uh, so with, with this whole situation, it's like, what are you mad about? Because the, the likelihood anybody was going to find that episode, which I'm not even going to say which episode it is. You go find it. It was very slim already. I mean, I think it's funny. It's just like, so, you know, you want to make an ass out of yourself? That's great. I'm yeah. just going to sit here and laugh. Because it's like... Because no one knows that anyone's even talking about you. So exactly. the fact that and you want to act funny like part. this, it's like, okay. Here, here's, here's where they told on themselves. They are like, I didn't give you my consent. I'm like, I don't need your consent. <laughs> I'm just like, it's even if it. I name drop you, I don't need it. I'm just like, I don't need it. Like, and what? I didn't name drop you just out of me not being a terrible person. Because like, I could have did Yeah, that. you could have name dropped him for yeah, sure. Yeah, could have. I'm not that type of dude. It's just, we were talking about a topic. I just happened to have a recent story regarding that topic hey, so don't get mad at me because your inner guilt kicked in and that's where i will leave that off now anyways episode 30 here we are i do want to ask you this give me one thing that you think we can improve on um I would say topic wise, we do pretty well because we keep it, you know, we keep it kind of diverse. We talk yeah. about a bunch of different stuff. Um, I'll give you some feedback okay. from some of the homies. Okay. They they listen in and stuff. And a lot of them say, hey, I um, appreciate y'all too. Yeah, for sure, man. I appreciate y'all. They they give me some good feedback. They, uh, you know, especially Shad, you know, shout to my man Shad. He, um, he said that the podcast is good, and he said that the live streams were cool, but he was just like, they need to be a little bit longer. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so live stream, I definitely got you on just because the capabilities, especially with the equipment we're working with, it's not hard to do longer ones. Here's the problem with the pod. A, I try to keep it at most two hours because A, it gets kind of annoying having to make sure the camera's always filming because sadly I don't have one of them cameras that continuously films. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'll say that right now. And that's kind of what leads me to, you know, what I want to improve on, just making sure I'm always improving with the equipment. That and the fact that's like, you can't go but so long because people start to, the attention span. Yeah, and also, kind of it's kind of hard to keep talking about one topic for, like, you know, 20, 30 minutes. Like, it gets tough after a while because, like, I, I'm i running out of stuff to say. It depends on what Yeah, it, it does matter on what you're talking about, but, you know, like, 
you know, sometimes we'll go on our rants and it's like, I always tell you, like, I hate when we do that sometimes because it's like, I can tell, like, we're just dragging it on and thinking about it from a listener's perspective. Like, I don't want to just hear you just rant and ramble on. Like, all right, just move on if you're done. Well, sometimes it's not really a rant, though. Sometimes it's like when we keep talking about something, it's like there is more points. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. That's fair. So it's like it's not always a rant, but sometimes it can be. Um, I I would honestly say my my number one thing that I do want to improve on, it's really just uh, getting more guests on, which uh, we'll probably do that, too. Yeah, Yeah. I think we should start having having people on. Yeah, Yeah. so definitely going to work on that. Yeah, but I mean, overall, though, hey, I appreciate anybody that listens to us, man. You know, I appreciate anybody that gives feedback because, you know, it definitely does help. You know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Whether you think it does or not, trust me, we do listen to the feedback. Oh, yeah, for and sure. And we try to accommodate to it. So definitely keep it coming. I mean, yeah, if y'all got something that y'all want us to talk about, yeah. hey, drop drop it oh, off yeah. for us, man. Yeah. We'll, hey, we'll, we'll talk about it. Now, I will not lie. Try to keep it PG thirteen. See that? Yeah, I, me, I don't care. Like, I, 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 I hey, I'll talk about whatever. But that, you know, that's, it, fair. that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. You know, it, it, it's like I always say. There's certain things, you know. Just me personally, I'm not gonna feel comfortable talking about, and I'll keep it a buck with you there. Oh, for sure. I but, mean, but it's like you know, you send us a stuff. Trust me, we gonna look into it. Like, right. Yeah. You know. So. Mm. Obviously, NBA uh, offseason just keeps <laughs> picking up and picking up. Yeah. Uh, so I just saw today the Suns officially said they will not meet with Kyrie, which I really didn't understand why they even would. Because I'm like, they can't afford him. That and also at, at like, this point in so the you're game. gonna get four ball dominant players now, huh? Well. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I it's mean, like, I, come on, bro. Like, Ky- Kyrie can play the point, though. He can. I mean, you saw what he did in Boston, so oh, I mean, yeah. he can he can facilitate. But again, but... four ball dominant players. Well, you got to think him and Kyrie know how to play together, so that's a plus. Yeah, you know they they know how to work together in any system, really. I mean, they I think the two of them, if they I think they should have actually went for Kyrie instead of Bradley Beal. I can I agree think, with you I there. think that that would have made more sense. Mm-hmm. I can agree with you there. It's like neither one of them motherfuckers play defense. Exactly. So you ain't got to worry about that. Yeah. At least at least Kyrie tries. I give that to him. Yeah. He'll try. I mean, you saw him in Brooklyn when mm-hmm. they were uh, the season that they both got traded. Like Kyrie was D'ing up. Like he was playing D. So I'm like, okay. He, like, he can play if he wants to. But – Bob Bradley Bill, I, I mean, I have, I don't have. Okay, he can play defense if mm-hmm. he wants to. He but, has all of the physical attributes. He just doesn't do it. Yeah, but you got to think though. When he was on the Wizards, he was, he was, he was the offense. Yeah. So you can, you can't be the whole ass offense and play defense yeah, too. You're like you're gonna you, tire you, out. Yeah, you can't do that, especially because yeah. he was playing what at least 30 minutes a game, at least, probably more than that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, come on, man. Like, you can't expect him to do everything on both ends and play that many minutes. You know, you got to, you know, you got to have a have a, a, a checks and balances with that. Like, if he's going to be scoring all of the points, 
then somebody got to pick up the defense mm-hmm. and they didn't have that but shit i mean looking at the damn phoenix roster they ain't got it there either yeah so i mean now yeah. <laughs> here's the big one um they're gonna try james to, uh, harden oh yeah so i'm pretty sure you saw the report he opted in and they're gonna basically do a sign and trade uh with his uh option oh so he is gonna be traded yeah the knicks and the clippers are apparently the front runners uh yeah i heard about the clippers i didn't the knicks i don't think so yeah the clippers, now uh, that's, that's everything is more so pointing to the clippers now from what i was reading uh well, yeah this morning. He, he wants to go home yeah but it, here's the problem and they're a contending team yeah here's know? the problem uh just coming from a clipper fan I'm not fully opposed to it, but I will be depending on what we have to give up. Because apparently the names that have been discussed about being available for trade. Terrence Mann. Marcus Morris. Yep, Marcus Morris. Bones Highland. Avisa Zubats, I just found out this morning. And Norman Powell. Now, here's my problem. Norman Powell should be an automatic no. Zubots, I'm not fully against, but at the same time, y'all need it exactly. I mean, he... but it also we're trying to sign Mason Plumley back, so if we get him back, I won't be too upset about it. Now, if we don't, that's when I'll be upset about it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Morris Senior, oh yeah, he can go. Honestly, I'll give him for like a bottle of water at this point. <laughs> uh, now the two. Terrence Man and Bones Highland, that's where I have a hard time because I'm like, I wouldn't give up Bones before Terrence. I want to give up Terrence, but then my mind is telling me, nah, Bones should probably be the one. Uh, Ter- Terrence, Terrence seems to have more upside than, than Bones, but see, then again, I mean, seeing Bones play for the Clippers, like he he looked a lot better with them than he did the uh, with the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, but so. also, it all matters on like. But he got he got more opportunity in, in, in exactly. LA. Exactly. So, so it's kind of like. Uh, he still don't. He ain't. I mean, he he's good on offense, defense. He's a little shaky. Yeah, but, uh, but that comes you know. with time. I mean, heck, Paul George just talked about it on his pod. Like when he was uh, in his younger days, like AAU, like he was trash at defense. And I look at him. Yeah, but he's been he's he's played both sides well in the NBA. Though. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it just takes time. No, even like when his early years in the league, he played good exactly. defense. Yeah, you know, Bones been in the league, so oh yeah, he still ain't. Plus, well, also you got arguably two of the best defensive wings in the game today. Like, I mean, Bones, Bones. I mean, he can he could play D. He's got you know he's long, athletic. Yeah, I think pause. he needs to bulk up a little. Bit. Yeah, he he need to put some size on. Terrence, him, man, my main problem has always been with him, like just being scared to shoot. And I'm like, bro, like I can live with you missing as long as like you took a good look. He do shoot. Yeah, like he's gotten better now at like not being scared to shoot. But like earlier years, like. No, I mean, well, at least he did start shooting. He exactly. didn't. He didn't pull up Ben Simmons. Oh yeah, no, Ben I, Simmons is. Oh my god, we're not even gonna talk about him. Oh, yeah, man, he's, he's like, done. They're trying to hype him up so much. I'm like, I'll believe when I see it. Right, I'm <laughs> I'll like, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not banking on him coming yeah. back shooting the ball. Yeah, so. I mean, if he does, cool. But 
I I don't see it happening. He's going if he does come back and he's good again, he'll probably be just the same player he was in Philly when he was good, you know. Like, like I said, I got no words. <laughs> but honestly, if on on that Brooklyn team, he doesn't need to be a shooter. Exactly. So it's kind of it's like Westbrook and us. Like that's where the Lakers went wrong. They were expecting him to be able to shoot the ball. But like, that's the funny part about it. Russell Westbrook ain't never been exactly. a shooter. Exactly. But this is where I say Lakers fans have this delusion. If you look as soon as you put on a Lakers uniform, you are an all-star caliber player that can do everything. Well, Russell Westbrook's always been all-star caliber. But I agree. Russell but Westbrook he can't do everything. Russell Westbrook, if you look at Russell Westbrook's stats. He's never shooting been good wise, out shooting uh, outside from his, his MB, even in his MVP season. Yeah, he, he wasn't his, good. His shooting was not great. <laughs> so I mean, for him to go to LA, his shooting statistics were very comparable. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Oh, Russell Westbrook is garbage." Uh, it's like he's the same player. Exactly. It's just now he doesn't have the ball in his hands, oh, so it's like he can't control everything i say this all the time when i hear that from people i tell them you probably just started watching basketball like two years ago and you say west russell westbrook's a trash player russell westbrook they they just put him in a team where he was a bad fit i mean exactly russell russell westbrook and lebron james are are very similar in how they play basketball Mm -hmm. they they have to be the one with the ball in their hands Mm -hmm. to be able to play the way they play Mm-hmm. So when you put Russell Westbrook on a team with LeBron and have him on the floor with LeBron, he's like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do now? Like, I'm, he doesn't play off ball well at all. So you saw when they put Russell Westbrook on the bench, he actually started to play better because he wasn't on the floor with LeBron. He was the one running the show on the second unit, and he was doing better. Yep. And you put him in L.A., they let him – bring the ball up they yeah. let him make the decisions and he played really well amen so it's like you have to he has to be the guy with the ball in his hands yeah in order because he has to be able to make the decisions that he wants to make which are questionable at times but if he's slashing or looking to pass he usually makes good reads oh yeah so just don't let him shoot it Exactly. But sometimes he will shoot it uh, and he'll make it. Here's what's crazy. I remember uh, his first game when he was with the Clippers and he, we played against the Lakers. He torched them from three. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> some, was sometimes he is shooting well. Even Anthony Davis, like, the plan was to make him shoot and uh, he ended up making most of them. Right. Like, <laughs> see? I was like, yeah, he, he'll, because they were, they were sagging off him, mm-hmm. like, leaving him open. And, and, and I've it's said just kind of like, like uh, I mean, he's a, he's still in the NBA now. Oh, yeah. I mean, he it, can he can make open shots. I say all the time, <laughs> like how back in the day when people would leave Draymond open, I've always said that's stupid because you never know if it's gonna go in or not. Yeah, Draymond streaky too. Yeah, but it's like yeah. I would much rather just get a hand in your face versus just oh he'll self check himself and then next thing you know you jack it up and it goes in right. Like, <laughs> I was like, you give him the opportunity to exactly. shoot. Exactly, it's like that's it. dumb, bro. Like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, the, this was the uh, key topic for this week. I wanted to discuss with you. Growing up in a minority household, because um, 
it, it's something that I feel a lot of people that obviously aren't minorities just won't understand, you know, and it kind of takes us to, you know, us being adults now, like why we do things a certain way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with you, you know, being mixed with two minorities, uh, Filipino and Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. But honestly, though, I'd honestly say you were raised a little bit more black in some sense. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, what were probably some key things that, like, you know, being raised as a child in a minority household, you kind of adopted in your adult years? Well, uh, I mean, it was more like my dad used to always stress about being aware of your surroundings. Oh, amen. Always. Because yeah. I grew up, you know, in Virginia in the 90s. And it was, it was a lot of racist shit in Virginia. Virginia's, you know, it, it, there was there was a town. Um, I grew up in the, you know, Virginia Beach area, mm-hmm. Hampton Roads. And um, there was a town there called uh, Pocosin. And Pocosin was one of them, you know, you 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 ain't white and you there after dark. It's a problem type places, you know what I'm saying? Like it was bad over there. You know, we the I don't know if you've ever seen uh the clan, the uniforms that they wear. Oh yeah. The one the documentary. One, yeah, the ones that aren't the you know, the, the ghosts. The hoods, yeah. Yeah, they wear it looks like a military uniform. It's mm. like all black. You know, they got the little swastika joint on, you know what I'm saying? And you would see people walking around in that at like your local Walmart. Like it was normal to see shit like that. And my pop was like, hey, look, like you need to be aware of your surroundings. You know, you go around. It's like you're going to see certain people that ain't going to like you just because of the way you look. And, you know, you need to be ready for, you know, what's going to happen. As like they may or may not, you know, try to, you know, beat you up or something like that. And, you know, you need to be ready for it. So, I mean, you know, my dad always preached that, you know, you need to be careful who you around uh, and just make sure no matter where you at that you you know what's going on. So that was always a big thing for him. Mm. Yeah, I mean, even in school, you know, yeah, he's white teachers and he was hey, these teachers. They may not they may not like you because you're you and they may make it harder for you in certain things. And he was just like, you just got to be, you know, you got to be ready for it. Yeah, I mean, we I dealt with that, too. I mean, I've had racist teachers. Yeah, it was interesting, you know, because as a kid, you don't you know, you don't fully understand. Right, you don't it. get it quite yet. Yeah, I think once uh, I think once I was a little older, you know. Probably. Like maybe eighth grade or so, I started to kind of understand a little bit more. Said like seventh, maybe seventh grade, but you know, you start seeing it with people that you're close. Yeah, you know, like I had, I I had a lot of white friends growing up early, like elementary school, because we moved to Virginia when I was in like third grade. So early on, through you know third through fifth most of my friends were white because, you know, they were just kids from the neighborhood. And my dad wanted to move into like a quiet neighborhood. So right. we moved into this neighborhoods, like mostly retired, like older white people. And, you know, some of them were 
I think my parents were probably out of my school friends and the friends in my neighborhood, little kids in the neighborhood. My parents were probably like the youngest parents. Mm. And, you know, they, you know, it was cool, but, you know, you go to your, you know, little friends' houses, you know, and it's like their parents kind of look at you with that side eye, like, you know, what is this nigga doing type shit? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you, I didn't really start to put it together until I was like a little older. But I'm like, man, it's just like, even as a young kid, it was like, you know, parents you, looking you knew at you something kinda, was yeah, wrong, hey, looking like... at you kind of funny, you know. It's like I had this one friend in the neighborhood. Um, you know, he asked his had asked his parents like we were outside playing in the yard or whatever. We're like playing. I think we were playing like baseball or some shit, you know, because he had like a really big backyard. So mm. it was like all of the neighborhood kids used to go to his house that we would play football, baseball. He had a basketball hoop. You know, we'd be in there just wilding out in his yard, you know, because it was big. Yeah. And, you know, we were out there chilling, and he asked his dad if – um, because they, they wanted him to come in for dinner. And he asked his dad if I could eat with them. And, you know, his dad was like, oh, I, I don't know. Uh, and then i never forget this. He was just like, well, it's like – I don't know because we're not having anything crazy. You know, it was a we're only we're having like you know like bald just baked chicken. It's like it's not fried or anything. And I'm just like, right. at first I didn't get it, but then as I I remembered as I got older, and I'm like this this motherfucker tried to imply that oh well he can't eat with us because it's not fried chicken. <laughs> And I'm just like, wow, are you serious right you know, now? Like uh, the fried chicken one has always been so interesting to me. Cause I'm like, when you know, you get people with cracking jokes about black people liking fried chicken. I'm like, bro, who doesn't like fried chicken? To be fair, like if you don't, you're kind of weird. Like, I mean, that, that is, it was things like that, and then, yeah. you know, you get to middle school. You know, you start, you know, you got your little girlfriends and shit. You know, I like the, the white girls used to chase after me. So <laughs> I had I used to mess with a lot of white chicks. And, you know, they want you to come to the house. You know, you come over to their house and you got daddy looking at you all funny. Like, yeah, OK, I don't know about that. You know, it, it was it was you, you had a lot of that. There's a lot of that. So, I mean, it. I, I, but I was, I was kind of prepared for it though. Like my dad warned me that it would happen like that. You know, you go in these little girls' houses, like you, you need to watch their parents because it's like they may look at you a certain kind of way, you know. And uh, some of them would ask questions, you know, where do you live, you know, what do your parents do, you know, they want to know, you know, they want to know, like what's going on with you. Yeah. So I mean, you know, when they found out, oh, yo, you live over here, okay. Uh, Okay. You know, it, it was like, it was kind of interesting for me growing up because, like, I will say, growing up black, you kind of get taught about racism, like, pretty quickly, whether it's from your parents or just from experiences. And, you know, with my mom uh, being, a, what, what's y'all's term? High yellow. <laughs> that is such a weird term. Uh, like, <sighs> It, it was interesting, like, seeing what she would have to go through at times because, it, like, I always tell people, like, one thing I don't like black people, like, suffer from is colorism. 
let alone we suffer from it from our own people. Colorism's big everywhere except for America. Crazy too. Like you know, like any other foreign countries, like oh, yeah. they they all it's colorism is like big. Oh yeah. Everywhere. Oh yeah. Like uh when people ask me how it was in Japan, it's like, yeah, I mean you experience colorism, but it's like they're not used to seeing somebody that looks like visibly different. Right. So it's like I can't necessarily fault you for it. I mean, when you're not used to seeing something, of course it's going to be awkward when you see it. But at the end of the day, it's like, I tell everyone, still probably one of the best experiences I ever had was being in Japan because it was the first time I was ever looked at as just an American, not just as a black person. And it's like that everywhere outside yeah. of the country, too. So it kind of yeah. tripped me out because I'm like, oh, so this is what this is like. Huh? never thought i would experience it now we both know that japanese people are like real you know real culture strict yeah but they don't and they typically don't like to leave japan Mm -hmm. where do you think has the biggest japanese population outside of japan i'd say uh west coast Brazil. I've heard that. Brazil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brazil has the largest Japanese population outside of Japan. Mm, okay. Yeah. You know, it makes sense too, though, because uh, the dude I met out there when um, I went to go look at my car, he was half uh, Brazilian. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Japanese. Yeah. Um, they got Yakuza in Brazil. Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised. It's crazy. Like, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot of Japanese people and, in Brazil. You know, it, you know, going back to, uh, you know, being raised in a minority household, you know, it was interesting because I want to say I'm one of the few, if not the only, out of the younger generation to go, like, overseas out of the country. Right. So, you know, it was a uh, pretty, it, it was pretty crazy for everyone to hear, like, I was going out there. And, you know, obviously, you know, uh, there's a lot of things you're just not taught, you know, in some black households, like, you know, like getting your passport, you know, understanding, like, you know, there are certain things you can't do in other countries. Sure. Yeah. So that was, uh, you know, crazy. Just trying to explain that to, uh, you know, some of my family members. But, you know, the big thing I will say that has halted uh just the black community us not learning about you know how important credit was earlier well see i didn't have that issue because my mom was like an accountant yeah so my, my mom my mom kind of you know as a as a teenager you know my mom kind of schooled me to the game yeah when it comes but to luckily like, my know, mom did too yeah. uh, it just took me a lot longer to grasp so <laughs> yeah uh but you know it, i just say like imagine if all of us would have learned it much earlier like how much further ahead like we all would be yeah that's like honestly if i'm being real with it like <laughs> Most of the black people, like I, like black people started to really come like more, I would say, I won't say influence, but kind of an influence. Like I started hanging out around a lot more black people 
when I once I hit middle school, because mm. like my elementary school, you know, I had some like a couple of black friends in elementary right, it, school, it was but not, not a lot. White. Yeah, mostly white. Mm-hmm. So I go to middle school. It's a bigger school. You know, there's a, it's a bigger school zone. So there's like more kids from, you know, more places come there. So I had a lot more like black friends in middle school and in high school than I did in elementary school. And, you know, hanging out with them, the one thing that, like, early on, like, the black people, you know, they kind of, I would say this, black people kind of took me in, you know? Yeah. It's like, I never had no beef with, like, white people or nothing like that, but it's like the black people would always be, oh, yeah, you one of us. Like, because it was always that, like, that us against them mentality. So... It was like they would always kind of like, oh, nah, you, we, you yeah, want yeah. us. And That's the only thing yeah. I will say. Like, despite what people think, I probably said the black community is one of the most welcoming communities. It is, but they will give you shit. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, I remember early on, man, they, the, the black folks used to give me hella shit. Because I, I rode BMX bikes. As you can see, I still got one yeah. over here. I used to rollerblade, skateboard. They call you the X Games nigga. Yeah, X Games nigga. Yeah, that was my nickname. They was like, oh, you the X Games nigga. It's like, you do all that white shit. <laughs> I'm just like, what do you I mean? I never understood that. I was either. like, what do you mean? You don't ride a bike, motherfucker? Like, you got a bike? Yeah, but I, I don't be doing all of that tricks and jumping and shit you be doing. Like, that, that's white shit. I'm just like, all right. So, I mean, uh, I, you know, they, they used to fuck with me about it. But, I mean, it was never anything like we going to exclude you because you do this. They used to just fuck with me about it. Yeah. Oh, you do white shit. You cool and everything, but you be on that white shit. I'm like, all right. If you say so, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now that is like a whole thing I've never understood. Like, you know, there was a point where, you know, I have black folks trying to tell me, like, you know, me being so heavy in a JDM car, they're like, oh, that's that white person stuff. Like, you need to be looking at these old schools. Like, oh, we, I deal with that now. Shout out Why? to my, shout out to my boy, Big Liss. Yeah, Les. Uh, oh, that's the one you told me about. Yeah, Les out here. Yeah, Les. He he's a he. As soon as like we got like this group, shout out to all my my guys in the in the niggas unite chat. <laughs> yeah. y'all y'all. <laughs> hey, that's what they named it, bro. Like, it's, oh my god, it's it's dude. It's it's a fun it's a fun chat, man. It's like it's all of those guys are super cool. You know, I, I fuck with all of them heavy, man. That's that's my guys, man. They, but less he he absolutely hates when we start talking about import shit because he doesn't know anything about imports. Like less is, um, I think less is like in his mid forties, and he doesn't. He's all diehard, you know, American V8s. Like that's that's all mm. he fuck with. So he he's from Texas. He's from Houston, and. He he loves like old school, you know, that's the culture in Houston, you know, yeah. old schools, you know. He likes that type of stuff. So uh we got this one cat in the group, uh Bruce. A shout out to my man Bruce. You know, he hooked it up for me, him and Will on my uh my paint correction. Yeah, I fuck with y'all. They uh me <laughs> Bruce is, you know, a lot like me. Me and him are the same age, mixed, military, veteran. We've been, you know, all over the place. 
And Bruce is also a JDM fanatic like me. So me and him will start going back and forth about JDM shit and Lessa just interject and be like, what the fuck are y'all even talking about? Like, what's all this numbers and engine code and all that? What the fuck is all of this? Like, he the- <laughs> gets all irritated. And, and he's like, and then he's just like, he said his biggest pet peeve is people talking import shit. But then they roll up with an import with an LS swap in it. And he was just like, that drives me insane. It's you just know, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of with him on it. It bugs me to some degree. But at the same time, I'm like, man. Because he said that to me. Talking about something like, well, you, you, if you make an import fast with the motor that's supposed to be in it, then you got my respect. I'm like, I ain't never had an LS swap nothing. I'm like, I wanted an LS power vehicle. I went and bought a GTO. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not about to swap an LS into an import i mean granted it makes a lot of sense in some cases oh yeah but well, I'm like, it's yeah. like i always tell you like when i see ls soft rx7s i lose my mind I'm i like, love it nah, i, can't I love it blast for me the fd is basically it's basically a, a, a z06 corvette in import form the way it's designed it's a, a basically a, a two-seater sleek design I mean, if you look at an FD and you look at a C5, it looks very similar. The C5 is bigger, obviously, but if you look at them side by side and you can see similarities in the design. Now, granted, the FD came out way earlier than the C5, but it's it's similar in design. Not to mention, if you look at the pros and cons, uh, LS versus a rotary. The LS beats it out in almost everything. It's more reliable. It makes power just as easy, if not easier. It's lighter. So you don't lose that weight distribution. It, everything works. It's like it's it, it fits the car perfect. That's probably the only import that I would say an LS fits in. And it's it's like it should be that way. LS 240s, I'm kind of like, nah, you got RBs, you got SRs, you could do anything else. But an FD, what else do you really have? Like, you Mazda don't have no other engines besides that. That's fair. So the LS in the in the RX-7, they, they fit better than any other import to me. Hey, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, I, I guess. Uh <sighs> I will say this. And no, if you do, if you like imports out there, that's not white shit. It's not. Uh, there, there, There's plenty of us that like imports. We are out here. <laughs> it's not white. Yeah, I don't really get it. I'm trying to think, what, what are some other things that, you know, like, you know. Clothes. Oh, yeah, clothes. Because I was like all high skater boy in like, what, fifth grade, sixth grade. Like even in like third, fourth grade, I'm wearing Airwalks, Vans. I still wore Jordans and Nikes and stuff like that, but I had Airwalks in here and there. You know, what you I'm know, saying? crazy enough, I did not wear Jordans in high school. No, I did not. Jeez, I started wearing nah, Jordans because it's like school. I was kind of one of them people that are like, man, I don't hoop, so I can't wear Jordans. Well, I did, but I, I still, I still like was involved in skate culture heavy, so. 
that's always wearing with skateboarding shoes. Oh, I wore skateboard shoes, basketball shoes, trainers. I wore everything. Yeah, like I started moving more into runners like my senior year. I was even from our early age, elementary school age, I've always been uh, I wear what I like kind of guy. Exactly. So it's like if it was a skate shoe and I liked it, I would get it. If it was a trainer, I wanted it. If it was basketball, I wanted it. It didn't matter. I wore LA gear with the lights in them because mm. I thought it was dope. I wanted it. Like it didn't matter. It was yeah. like if I liked the shoe, I would get it. Yeah. Always like that. Yeah, that's a closer one. You know, one my mom really wanted us to stress. Oh, before you get to that, what's up? Jinkos. Oh, God. Those, those are making a comeback they now. They are, too. But that was funny. When I was in sixth grade, Jinkos was the rave with the white kids and me, obviously, because <laughs> I was wearing them. I had several pairs of Jinkos. I wore Jinkos sixth grade, seventh grade. Um, I think, yeah, sixth and seventh grade, I was like Jinko heavy. I mean, I wore regular jeans, too, but I, I had a lot of Jinkos. Like, I used to wear those heavy. Yeah, let's have the Jinkos. Yeah, Jinkos was hey, fire I, back then, bro. bro. I don't. Oh, uh, one topic with, within this same topic, uh, my mom really wanted me to stress was, you know, how, you know, not all minority parents raise their kids the same. They don't. Yeah, oh, yeah. They but she, she was very heavy on you cannot raise your kids thinking that they are always the victim. And I've noticed you see a lot more of that. You see a lot more of that now. Yeah, now. Than when I was coming oh, up, yeah. for sure. Like, like it, It's like you... And I was asking her what she meant by that. And, you know, I'm not going to go into detail because she started talking trash. No. <laughs> 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 but, um... Like, she was saying, like, you know, you have to, like, she told me, you have to keep in mind, you were a minority, let it, you're a black man in America. Right. Almost everybody will be quick to tell you you're doing something wrong. So it is my job, or it was her job, to teach me that you are not always going to be right in every situation. Even if you know you were right, the world will still try to tell you you're wrong. Sure. So you have to be prepared for that. Hey, you just got to have that mentality like, I know right from wrong, and exactly. I know what it, what it is and what it ain't. Exactly. And my parents was the same way. They taught me that, too. It was mm -hmm. just like, just make sure that you're doing the right thing. Exactly. It's like, even if they say that it's wrong, if you know in your mind and your heart that you're doing the right thing mm -hmm. and just stick with that. Oh yeah. So, I mean, it, yeah, they, there, there's always going to be detractors for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, when she told me that, I'm like, you know, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, it was, it was a little different for me coming up too, because of, because of me being me, I was, especially in that time in Virginia, it's like, I was, I was the different kid mm -hmm. because it was like most whites, like the racist crowd, yeah. It was you're either us or you're them, yeah. Like there was no in between. But for my generation coming up, the white kids were kind of like, well, you know, my parents always say, you know, black people this, that, this, and this. But you don't look like them. 
you know, you, you know what I'm saying? It was like, I, I was different, you know, they're yeah. just like, well, you're not one of them, but you're not one of us, but you know, you're just kind of, you're just the different kid. So it was like the white people, the white kids anyway, growing up, didn't really have an issue with me because they didn't know how to take me. Exactly. You know, they're just like, well, we don't, you know, you're not black, but you're not one of us either. So I guess that means you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so messed up yeah. to think about. Yeah, but yeah like, that's, how, that's how it was. Oh, know? yeah, sadly. Yeah. No, it's just kind of like it is what it is. And I mean, the black kids, it was the same thing. You oh, know? yeah. The black kids is like, you ain't one of them, but and you ain't black, but you not one of them. So you one of us. You got you got color on you, so you one of us. Like they they just kind of you know took me in. You know, it's oh, like, so <laughs> crazy to think about too. Obviously, with me growing up out here, because like Arizona, like yeah, there there is some like pretty blatant racism, but it's like I'd say growing up, I never really had to experience it more than like maybe five percent. Honestly, I would say racism here is different. Because when I came here, I was like, dude, this place is segregated as fuck. It's like you got Mexicans on the west side. The south side is Mexican and black predominantly. But there's like every black person that I met lived in Levine, which is on the south side. Then you got North Phoenix, which is kind of a little bit of everything. Yeah, pretty diverse. And then you got Scottsdale, white. white. Yeah. Tempe, mostly white. Gilbert is actually the interesting one because it's a combination of white and black. Yeah, there's a lot of black people. Yeah, Gilbert. yeah. Gilbert's got a got a central Phoenix mix. Hispanic. Central? I'd say central yeah. to like roughly like just starting to be west side is uh, west Hispanic. west west sides mostly Hispanic. I'd actually disagree. I think it all it matters is. on how far you start going out from the seventeen. To the 101 is predominantly. Mixed. Oh yeah, that. Now, now the we we live west, on the other side of the 101. Yeah, far so west it's like where we is live, pretty it's diverse. Most, yeah, it's yeah. like a little bit of everything. But like central to the 101, like inside that loop, yeah, it's like mostly Hispanic mm-hmm. on the west side for sure. Yep. So yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, it was like, it's segregated. I'm just like, damn, you got like this group here, this group here, that group over there. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is going on here? But and the the Mexicans, like the traditional Mexicans, they seem to be like the older crowd. They seem to be the funnier ones out of everybody, because it's like they don't really they don't really fuck with you if you're not Mexican. Like you got to be one of them, or they don't mess with you like that. You know, it's like they they you know the traditional. They don't want their daughters messing with nobody that ain't Mexican. They don't want nobody in their house that ain't Mexican. Like, they well, they real funny You about know, that. a crazy thing about that, too. So, one of my good friends, uh, he's his wife is a Hispanic. And I was asking her about it. Like, you know, why is it like that? That most, like, traditional Hispanic parents don't like their, you know, daughters dating outside. Right. They uh, stick to their own. And yeah. it's like, you know, it, she tells me, like, I honestly don't get it either because just from now, it's not not to the Mexicans out there. It's not all of y'all. Y- oh yeah, we're not. But there, there is, there is like a, a 
good bit of them that are like that. It, and, you know, she told me, like, it's funny, too, that it's like that because, like, from, you know, past, like, things she's seen, whether it was, like, uh, you know, family or friends, like, it was typically the men that they, like, the daughters would get married to, they were very abusive and such. But that happens, that happens even with their own. Exactly. And that's what you she know? was talking about, like, within their own, like. And she said, I don't get how, like, that's deemed as okay within, you know, that culture. But then the but second. If, but if it's somebody else. Yeah, but then right, the second, yeah, like, their daughter right. brings home a black dude, all, all hell breaks loose. Now, honestly, <laughs> like, like, you know, well, you you know my girl. Shout out to my babe, Blanca, you know. That's her nickname because. You, you you would know if you've seen it. I was about to say, hey, you better chill, bro, because this you gonna come after me. Like, nah, like, but why she, did you let him say that? I'm like, I, but she, I can't uh, control what he does. I mean, she like I didn't think that her parents really like fucked with me at first. I don't think they really did, honestly, because I wasn't Mexican. Now, when they got to know me, now her parents are cool with me. Oh, but it yeah. was like at first they were kind of like, oh, I don't know, but. As like it, you know, it, it's. I mean, cause she, I don't think she had ever dated anyone that wasn't Mexican before mm. me, so it was just kind of like, okay, what's going on here? You know, who, yeah. what is this? You know, even my mom was like, you know, you better be careful since you like a, uh, a lot of these Hispanic girls. You know, their dads might not like it. I'm like, hey, small price to pay for salvation. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh no, man! It, yeah, like it, it's crazy too to think you like you have to put that into consideration. Like, hey, your parents might not even like me. Like, oh, I was expecting it. I I expected it right away. I'm just kind of because at first, you know, we first start talking is like her parents were, you know, they're super traditional. They didn't let her go out. You know, she wasn't allowed to do nothing. So I was thinking, like, is it because of me? Is it because they know that I'm not Mexican that they don't want her to be hanging out with me? Like I, I was, you know, like is that is that what it is? But you know, once her, I once I, I met her mom first, and it was just like after she met me, then she was like, oh yeah, he's 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 cool, he's a nice guy, and then it was it was okay. So I'm like, all right, maybe maybe that's all it takes is they just gotta they gotta know you first, they gotta mm-hmm. they gotta see how you are. So I mean, you know, because I mean, her her one of her cousins dates a black guy, so I mean. You know, I, I don't think that it's frowned upon, but they just need some may not like it. They need they need to, you know, they need to bring you in. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to be around because Mexicans are like really family oriented people. Mm-hmm. So if their family doesn't approve, then you out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she brought me around, you know, like a lot of her cousins and her, you know, her aunts and stuff like that. And, you know, they they all like me. So it's like, OK. I've been I've been ingratiated into the family, so it's like they they cool, and then um, you know she's been around my family and they they like her, so it's like, but I mean my parents have always been kind of like that, you know they don't care like what, you know as long as you like it then yeah. it's fine. It's like we're not gonna be in your business like that. It's like if you like her then you know, cool. But it, 
you know, I, we ain't going to tell you who you can and can't be like, they've always been that way. Was your mom like that with you? Did she, did she kind of get on you about that? Like, oh, you got to date a black chick. Cause it's like, Hey, well, we're Jehovah's Witness. So it's like, it's, she got to be a witness. Yeah. But it don't that's matter. More the race. So it is. No. Yeah. Okay. Cause it's like, think about it. you racist in the Jehovah's Witness, which there are some, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. It's very funny. Uh, yeah, that's the biggest contradiction I've ever seen. Now, here's my question. How do Filipinos feel with with their kids, like, dating black people? They don't. It's not a big deal. All right. Because, yeah. like, I've gotten told uh, from, you know, some of my Filipino friends, like, I when mean, it comes it, to the Asian race, like you guys are kind of treated like black people in a sense. Yeah. Okay. Like we we're we're the we're like the the outsider of the of the the what is it the Southeast Asian community. Oh, okay. You know we're we're kind of like over here and yeah. everyone else is over here. So okay. it's like we we do things a little different. Like if you look at the Filipino culture versus like any other culture it's over there it's a little different mm. like our culture is very similar to like honestly to mexicans mm. like the mexican culture and the way they do things and the way filipinos do things is really similar oh okay interesting so it's like it, it's you know but i mean we're all under spanish rules so, so i mean it's uh, all been kind of yeah the same things passed down that makes sense so um can i come to the cookout then to the cook. <laughs> like, what's up? Like, oh, I mean, what do you mean? Like, most of my cousins and stuff like that, they're with black guys. I, I'm just my saying. Asian on my mom's side, most of them are with black guys. I, I'm just so asking, bro. Can I come yeah. to the cookout? You know, uh, you, you keep trying to stop me from talking to your cousins. Hey, so. I, ain't, <laughs> hey I ain't stopping shit. Like, <laughs> hey, hey. Or what is it you're trying to prevent me from possibly getting beat up? <laughs> yeah, my my cousins fight. You know, they 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 own that. They about that life. I'll tell you, I, <laughs> I, I, I know about the two. They they get down when it's time to. They, they about that life. Hey, uh, hey, yeah, they that. I mean, if when you're in the Philippines, it's a little different because with this whole passport bro culture and all of these Americans going over there and pulling women and. You know, they, they, you know, nowadays the Filipino mm -hmm. men don't like it because it's like, hey, they're taking, you know, they're coming over here and taking our women, you know. But then again, it's like, it's not a big deal because our taste in women are different. Like Americans versus, you know, traditional Filipino men, mm. the, the, the taste is, is different. You know, like over there, they try to go for the desirables. Like, over there at colorism yeah as we were talking oh, about so like they kind of pale yeah skin. they like the pale fair skin yeah uh slim you know the the they the the asian women that look like you're a stereotypical asian woman mm -hmm. skinny pale fair skin long dark hair you know that type of shit that's what they go for now when americans go over there they like the ones that are kind of tan a little thicker you know what i'm saying they go for that traditional filipino men don't go for that yeah. so it's like it's not you're no one's really stepping on anybody's toes you know yeah. it's just like they just kind of go over there and they do what they do no, i got you 
Yeah, it was, man. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like... I, I kind of look at, you know, being raised, you know, obviously in a minority household. It kind of sucks at times that, you know, we have to get taught differently just because the world's so messed up. Like, you know, oh, one other thing, thing one other up? thing that we, we were taught different, because I'm sure you were taught like that as well. is like how to deal with police. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's like white people don't have to have that talk because, the police, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy too <laughs> trying to explain to them about that and like. They're just never going to understand until they actually like see it. Well, see, for me, I my my dad was a cop. Yeah, for, like I think for probably what like six or seven years, maybe he was like a, a cop, and he you know told me they you get pulled over you know well I wasn't driving when he was a cop I was still young. Yeah, like by the time I got my driver's license, uh, he was already um transition he was in a probation and parole at the mm-hmm. time but still you know he dropped gems on oh, him, yeah. like hey you get pulled over like just do this 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 don't and i mean honestly being pulled over in virginia i never really had problems with cops oh, like yeah. they didn't try no funny shit with me now when i went to ohio i got pulled over and that was my first time ever having like a serious like racist cop and it was just like what the fuck like seriously like are we but i mean i was grown i was probably what like 21 22 maybe and i'm just like are you fucking kidding me right now like seriously yeah like because it was me my homeboy trevor and i had uh we were going to a party or something some get together so we're riding around this neighborhood looking for this place and we rode through that shit like three different times. Now driving slow looks a little suspicious. Oh yeah, I'm I'm aware of that. At least you're honest. So about you it. know it's just like okay, because I mean you know we in Centerville, you know Centerville is like predominantly white. Mm-hmm. You know it's like okay, you got these cars, tuner cars rolling around here, and they're driving slow, and they just keep coming through. So a cop sees us, he pulls us over. Now, my homeboy had no hood on his car. His plates are expired. Oh, yeah. Like, all of this shit's wrong. Now, my plate, I had the uh, plate that came on the car because I had just got it, like, not that long ago. Mm. I think I'd had the car for, like, maybe maybe a few days. I think I'd had it about, what, four days or so. So, the plate on the car was still valid. So, I just left it on there until I, you know, went to go get shit done. Mm-hmm. We get pulled over. He let my homeboy, who was white, was going to let him walk. And he tried to tow my fucking car. I'm like, wait, hold up. Like, seriously? He was like, oh, well, this isn't right. There's like four things not right over here, but you're not going to tow his car, but you're going to tow mine. And the fact that I had a white girl with me, he didn't like that either. So I had... I had, that was strike two and three right there. Strike one was the car. And then, oh, he got a, he, who's this, this, you know, like I said, they, if you ain't black, you white. So it's like, we got, you know, he got a white chick in the car with him. He wanted him. 
and his shit ain't right. Nah. Like, nah, fam. Something not. Oh, I, I, I went the fuck off. And then he didn't, he didn't eventually, he eventually didn't tow my car, but he he tried. He was going to. Yeah, it, it's I was uh, like, yo, like she had to go and like talk to him because I was I was going to fuck off. Like if he would have had me go talk, I probably would have punched that nigga in the face. <laughs> like I was, oh, I would because this was like in my hothead days. So I was like fuck 10 i was on like 50 i was just like nah fuck that like yeah uh, and then you know he uh, ended he ended up man. letting us go uh it's like i have never like me driving in arizona i've never been pulled over now my homie driving one time luckily it was a lady cop and she was chill mm. typically there's some of the worst though from what I've heard. I, no, every time I've been pulled over by a lady cop, it's always been chill. Like oh, okay. the lady the lady cops usually just be chilling. Oh, like they okay. don't cool, cool. they don't they they don't try to like overdo it. You know, you know, the funniest experience I ever had with uh with a woman cop was uh it was back when I had uh that right hand drive, three hundred Z. So we're over off like Avondale Boulevard and McDowell. Uh, getting ready to turn. Mm-hmm. She's right beside me. Obviously, you know, she does the whole. Like, <laughs> like, she's like, like, so how are you sitting on that side? I'm like, oh, right, right, right. It's legal. If you need me to pull over and show you the paperwork, I can. It's not a problem. She's like, you're allowed to have that car here? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> You're allowed to do this. He's like, oh, okay. Drives off. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, but it was just the shock and all. Like, wait, hang on. <laughs> like, I remember that like early on. I remember when I was in high school, we started seeing the right hand drive yeah. cars on the street, and we're just like, oh shit! Like, we thought it was the coolest shit ever oh, back yeah. then. And it's like the cops, boy, they oh they would yank your ass up yeah. with the quickness. It, but it's like a. I can honestly say I have never had a problem with an officer out here. Like, you know, most of the time, like, I've had to actually talk to a couple of them. And predominantly, most of them have been white. They've always showed me the utmost respect because I showed them the utmost respect. That yeah, I was about to say that. It's like usually most cops they 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 go based off you. Exactly. If they pull you over and you roll the window down being an asshole, then you gonna get asshole back. Exactly. That's like if you're like which is kind of expected. Yeah, that it's, it's, yeah. That's just human nature. It's yeah. just like if you roll the window down and you chill and you you know you talk to them like you got sense, then it's like they usually don't fuck oh, with yeah. you. You know they. Just now, like, it, All right. there was one time that I passed the cop while I was driving. And then he just up and decided, I'm going to follow him and run his plates. Mm. I know that nigga was mad because he could not find anything. <laughs> oh, yeah, that that's 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 key. If you driving and a cop is driving behind you, but he ain't trying to get around or go around and he's just following you for a while. He's he's running your shit. Exactly. Even if you at a stoplight and a cop is behind you, he's, he's running, running your shit. Yep. It's like if you drive a car that don't look like regular traffic, 
they're automatically gonna run your shit, mm. no matter what. Oh, you, crazy, you, no. <laughs> man, I was driving the fusion, dog. I'm like, if you drop, but it's like you, you, he might have seen you through the window. Oh yeah, yeah. of course he did. <laughs> but it's like if you, uh, if you driving like a sports car or any type of oh, modified yeah. car, they're gonna run your shit automatically. Yep. It don't even matter. Amen. It's like that's gonna be automatic plate run. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so man. make sure your shit straight because if you get anything on you, they gonna get your ass. Amen. So sneakers. What do you think is the next big thing? As far as what? What do you what do you think is gonna shake up sneaker culture? Or do you think we're already seeing it a little bit? Honestly, I think phones are gonna make a comeback. You think so? Yeah. I think so. I know uh, Nike just said they're going to relaunch a whole bunch of stuff for Kobe Day, reviving the brand, the Kobe brand. Yeah. So I'll believe when I see it, of course. But uh, why wouldn't he? No, nah, I mean, more so they were talking like they're going to drop like retros. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? They have the last few Kobe days. Hey, I believe when I see like it. Like the what was it the first Kobe Day? They dropped those. Uh, they dropped what those purple, black, and yellow fives. The um that one pack with the two fives, the one that was multicolored and the, the undefeated fives, oh, yeah. they dropped those. Hey, I um, believe it when I see it. the jerseys. Uh, they dropped like a whole bunch of shit over that week. I'm just having a hard time believing some of these drops. It's I mean, a cash. It's a cash grab. Of course, they know they, that they know they people just, are gonna uh, buy it. They just cut that born raise uh dunk. Uh, due to uh the passing of the founder, which you know R.I.P. to him. Uh, but you know, it's just I'll believe when I see it. Oh, they're not releasing them now. Uh, they just like cut it for now. Like I'm not sure if they're gonna release it in the future. Mm. It was mainly just due to the founder passing recently. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Honestly, though, one thing I will say. I think resale market will kind of go back up a little bit more, but I don't think so. I like not even like drastically. Like, yeah, I'd say it's right here, maybe about like that much more at best. Why? Why you think that? No, just because it's just I. I kind of look at it like the stock market. Like, yeah, it has that point where now you think the whole out. market or just certain shit? certain shoes, like certain what, shoes. like which ones, like. You know, your typical hype B shoes. Mm, eh, yeah, like your Travis's and all that. They're going to go back up. They ain't never dropped that they much. Dipped, they dipped a little bit. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's right here. It's I only going to go to like certain right colorways, maybe. Yeah. Like the OGs, like the first two. They, they I, don't think I, saw, I don't think I told dropped. you. I had a chance to get those Tiffany & Co. Air Force Ones for $400. I think that was a flop. Oh, I think it was too. I, I think but it's just the fact that it was—it's reselling like for like nine hundred. That pair was. I almost took it, but then I'm like, I don't want to go through the trouble of just trying to sell them because they were thirteen, so I would have had to sell them regardless. You could have took it to Charles. I could have. You could have took it anywhere. And trade. Just, you could probably could have got a real good trade haul for those. I just 
did not feel like it at the time. I'm like, I don't feel like I would have bought them shits and I would have took them motherfucker right to probably Mini Worlds. Yeah. And because Mini Worlds guys like a decent selection, I'd have took it straight to Mini Worlds and they give good credit on your shit. Yeah. I'd have been like, hey, I want to trade these for whatever. And yeah. I would have dozed those and no, because you could have got at least two or three pairs on trade for them. Yeah. Easy. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. I'm like I, I was I wasn't a huge fan. I'm just like it for what it is. It, that, why is the retail so much? Exactly. The re, I, the, the retail was like four hundred, won't it? It was like my nigga, something, something, like, something that. like that. It yeah. was like four or five hundred, something like that. I don't know, man. Because it's like, I was like hell no. Nah. It, it's like I, I've said it sometimes. Like I think sneaker culture is dying to some degree, but like I've said, it's dying for the masses like for us that actually just enjoy shoes for them being shoes like yeah it's, it's, it's not it's die. coming back alive for us shit. yeah <laughs> it's like it's like, like yeah it's shit sitting now i ain't gotta worry about fighting nobody over no shit man shit that's what that's what we want to have exactly but it, you know it's like i think it's gonna take like i mean granted there's always in our culture like for us there's always, there's always been where, stuff where it's worth money. Yeah. But we never looked at that aspect. Exactly. Of it. You so know, we would do you get like something, the shoe or not? Right. We'd get something that's worth money and we will wear that shit immediately just because oh, it's all, yeah. oh, dude, I got these shits. I'm lit. You know, we didn't care about that. Oh, yeah. Because we weren't ever going to sell them. I had some of them always cracking up. Uh, so one of my boys, uh, Doc, which, hey, shout out to you, Doc. Um, you know, he does this thing, uh, bricks of the day, where oh, he just God. takes pictures. Nah, but they be clean shoes, like, they be clean. It's more so a joke. And so I did what I'm wearing the casino dunks at the gym, like, so these qualify as bricks. He gave me the approval. I'm like, all right. Damn. <laughs> I know somebody was like, what? That was his brick. Like, bro, chill, chill. It's a joke. I'm gonna do that then. I'm a, uh, I'm gonna post up a picture. What did, what did I wear recently? Oh, my blue lobsters. Be like bricks of the day. <laughs> oh, you don't have to be losing it, bro. What the fuck are you talking about? Do you know what those are? Like, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, though, I think really. I say like they qualify as bricks because I've been wearing them. It, if you start to see kind of like how it was and like, kind of earlier 2010s to like roughly 2015 where you know you had tons of Jordan 1s sitting in stores. I'd like to see it go back to that. That was the boom. Yeah. Like 2011, I say like mm-hmm. 2011, 2012 until like 2015. Yeah. That was like a boom era where yeah. it was like everything was uh, selling out. But also I say that cuz it actually made going to go to the mall fun. Like Oh, they got these? Like, oh, cool. Right, like, you get to see it in hand. You, yeah. know, you, didn't, you didn't have to buy it online. Yeah. So I do hope that makes a comeback. I want them to start putting foams back in stores. You used to be able to go to Foot Locker and buy foams, and you can't do that anymore. I'm just like, what the hell? Like, Yeah, if y'all foams? don't know, Eddie does like his phones. I, certainly. Yeah. And I'm just like, it, it. that to me is crazy. Like, I don't know if they took them off the out of the stores because they don't sell, 
I mean, I don't know, but it's like I used to go to uh, the House of Hoops over at Arrowhead mm-hmm. and they always would have the foams in there. Mm-hmm. And now they don't they don't even get like the last few of them. They didn't even get them like nobody got them. Oh, yeah. I think the only stores around here that got them was like undefeated and manner. I think they were the only ones that got like that white pair. I think they were the only two people that got them yeah. like in store. And I'm just like, that's crazy to me. They don't even. I will say though, the one, the one thing that hasn't turned me out, the Vomero, I'm not getting it. But of course, I've never tried a pair of the little running sneaker yeah. that everybody's going nuts about. I'm right like, now. I don't oh, get God. it. Like, I don't, I don't. it basically just looks like the Nike version of a New Balance. Right, it just looks like a dad shoe. Yeah. I mean, dad shoes are in. Now, if you like them, I'm not hating or nothing. I'm just saying, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it either. Yeah, but uh, of course, it's like the same thing when people are like, when uh, older heads are like, now, why is New Balance just so big now? Oh, man. Shout to my man, Justin. We was just talking about this uh, yesterday or day before yesterday. What's up? Talking about New Balance. He was just like, uh, we were talking about, you know, because he's my age, and uh, we were talking about OG, like, sneakers, like back in when we were kids. Mm-hmm. You know, Airwalks. Uh, all of the skate shoes and shit. We we're talking about that. And he was like, dude, honestly, he was like, I think Airwalks could make a comeback. Oh, that he, he was just like, if New Balance can get as big as they got in the last couple of years, and I don't know why Airwalk can't do it either. He's like, granted, they sell them in like Payless and Walmart and shit now, but he was like, I think they could make a comeback. And I told him, I'm like, if they bought back their key models from the 90s, the ones that we used to like to wear, if they were to bring those back, they would sell. Easy. They would sell with no problem. I mean, if people are going like buying and wearing vans as much as they are, and then now with the exactly. the Adidas Samba making a, a comeback and people want that now, I'm like, if people if they bought back like the OG Airwalks, I think people would buy them. Yeah. I, I think agree. they would. Yeah, it just all depends. It's like we talked about in the last episode, the Samba. I'm really not getting the Samba was big in its day, man. That that shoe was iconic to us, like my generation. When I was like a kid, dude, Samba was it. If you you had to wear Sambas back in the day, like everybody had Sambas, and then it just it died off. Like I think it was popping for probably a couple of years, and then it just faded off, you know. But that was the thing, man. Sambas, Sambas in like the, the early to mid 90s, man. People were going crazy over those things. And they were cheap. Mm-hmm. They were like 40 bucks. Now, a pair of Sambas is like $100. I'm just like, what the hell? Crazy, $100. Right? I'm like, oh, hell no. Who would have thought? I mean, even that pair that I pulled out in last episode, like those things won't $100. <laughs> I bought those in 2010. Those motherfuckers was like, what, like 50 like 50, 60 bucks? Uh, I will say um, Adidas's case, like they're really going to have to bang on Jerry Lorenzo now. <laughs> and that's ah. that's going to be a 50-50 right there. Nigga, Because no. like, we've both seen the whole pictures and all that's that. That's going to be a motherfucking 30-70, my nigga. You think so? Man, come on, bro. Well, like, actually, more so, so trash. The clothes, I think, are going to be better than the sneakers, obviously. I would agree with that. Yeah. 
the sneakers, I mean, honestly, it I just, don't necessarily like, hate them, but I don't necessarily like them. Either. It's just a rehash version of the Nike. Exactly. It looks almost exactly the same. And I'm just like, he didn't change nothing. And the hype around the fear of God is not what it was oh, when the yeah. Nike shoe came out. So I'm not expecting that it, people go nuts over it like they went over to Nike's. but. Yeah, I mean, he's still going to sell them. Oh, of course. There's going to be hype around it, obviously, exactly. just because, of, you know, it's, it's been so long yeah, and, yeah. you know, it's still fear of God. And I mean, but I think it's the, I think Adidas has done a good job with that. Mm-hmm. Now, granted to us, it's like the fuck y'all doing, but to them is a good marketing strategy. It's like they sit here and, oh, it's coming, it's coming. Oh, it's coming, it's coming, dude. It's been how many years? Like at least two. It's been like two or three easy. They were supposed to hit Ben came out. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, okay, now the pictures are starting to come out and the hype is starting to build even more oh. than it already was. And it's like, I oh, just had, they, they, I just had another thought. A key thing I want to see Stop giving all these musicians <laughs> collabs. <laughs> Not all of them are good. Like, for one, the Bad Bunny Forum. Oh, people are going to be mad. The Bad Bunny Forum is trash. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. That shit was trash, bro. Adidas did him dirty by giving him that model. <laughs> like, hey, you could have given him an NMD and I would have been fine with it. But well, the, the forum? The forums are popping right now. Bro, they're trash. But the forums are popping right now. Like, that's they're selling. Uh, it, it, you the Travis think- Scott Mac attack. Trash. Yeah, that shit. Those are horrible. Like, trash. But, but the forums I can see because the forums are selling. Yeah. So it's like, okay, Bad Bunny's a, a, a really popular yes. artist. Our forums are selling right now. Mm-hmm. So let's give him a forum. You know, that yep. make, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. I'm, I can see that. But the Mac attack, though, like. Come on, bro. That, that's, that's trash. Yeah. That's terrible. I, I, but people will probably still buy it. But then again, they might not. Because his trainer set. People didn't buy those. Oh, like yeah. That. They thought people would go nuts over the trainers. No, nope. well, not so much. Yep. The Air Max Ones, people did buy those. Those did sell. Yeah, but at the same time. Not as much as yeah. the Jordans, though. Still don't. Anytime he drop a Jordan, it's like people are going to go after that. Mm-hmm. Like right now, the uh, did you see the new one? Oh, the golf one? No, he got a Jordan 3 coming out. That's the, oh, the, the next, yeah, the yeah, next yeah, one yeah. is going to be the 3s. I mean, it looks just like the, um, the Tinker Jordans yeah. with the swoosh. Yeah. But the swoosh is backwards. Mm-hmm. But other, yeah, I'm Ooh, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not big on it. Yeah. Because you're a VA guy. <laughs> I'm just making sure there's no bias here, right? What is that? Pusha T. Jim Jones. Like, who's better? It, it, like, yeah, how you feel? So, did you hear both their uh, uh, songs? Not both of them, no, nah, not yet. Oh, okay. I gotta hear them. I heard the I heard the Jim Jones one, so it, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay. So problem is, I'm like, hey, how did this beef even start? <laughs> oh, I have no idea. On, on top of that, random. I'm like, to be fair, like we all know, catalog wise, Pusha T is better. 
catalog wise. You disagree? I can't say it's a shutout, man. Oh, I'm not saying it's a shutout either. Yeah, let let me. If you look, if you, if you look at the whole shit. Oh yeah, Jim Jones is. We talking it, about Jim Jones and his shit with the diplomats? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. Oh yeah, like I'm not saying it's a shutout. Don't don't get that. That that, like, that diplomatic. Yeah, community, like it, it it's know? definitely like a it's a ladder. Like they both like. I mean. I, it, if we're just going off of sheer number, I mean, Jim Jones has way more, way more music. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you look but at... But more doesn't always mean quality. I mean, you look at it. He had good albums. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying like, he didn't. Like, Pusha T albums. How many... Which one... What, what, I don't think he's had a bad one. Oh, yeah. I really don't either. So, and I'm crazy enough, too. I'm not even that big of a Pusha T fan. I'll keep it a buck with you. Now, here's what I will say. I like Jim Jones's version of there too. Uh, like I like his better, but that's just because I like his rap style a little bit more. Like I mean, it's a little I, more gritty. I I like Jim. I mean, I ain't gonna say. I mean, like you said, I'm a VA guy, but I'm I don't I I grew up in that era, man. Yeah. Like the, the diplomats was them niggas. We oh, used yeah. to fuck with the diplomats now, now, heavy. Now Tim probably gonna lose it when he hears this. No. Pusha T was way better than Jinj. <laughs> I got I gotta hear the Pusha T one. I haven't yeah. heard that one. So yet. it's like I just more so like Jim Jones more just because uh it, it it was a lot more of a grittier sound. Mm-hmm. But of course that's just his rap style, right? Like Jim, like oh man. Yeah. Like you, if you put up what would you say is Pusha T's best album? <sighs> That's even tough to say, to be honest with you. Because, <laughs> like, I, like I told you. Like, like just I'm, off your personal, like, which one did you like the best? Like, what was your, your take? I will say I kind of liked him more when he was a, when it was a Clips era. I liked him more. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I didn't even. Like, his solo that. career, I'm kind of like. It's like if you yeah yeah you throw the one the clips albums in there that that's 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 a hard catalog to yeah you know what I'm saying like but Jim Jim Jones man his oh, yeah. his first few solo albums uh on my way to church uh Harlem uh diet was it Diary of a Summer and then um uh Hustlers P O M E mm-hmm. like those three albums were phenomenal to me. And then you throw in, uh, I mean, even some of his ones after, like, uh, was it, was it Capo and a, cu- a couple of other ones? Like, he had good joints, and then he had the, the of course, Diplomatic Immunity. That's a classic album to me, you know. So it's like he's he's got some he's got some ones out there, and I mean, you throw the clips, you know, was it uh, Hell Hath No Fury, and then um, yeah. What was the the one that came at the the second one? Ah, oh, damn it! What was the name of that one? The one with uh the one with Mister Me Too on it. Mm. That album was phenomenal. Like that, the clips the clips albums were great albums. Yeah. Like they yeah. And then you know you got the re up gang joint that they had. That one yeah. was pretty good. At, at the end of the day, though, I look at their beef, and I, I was told by somebody apparently it ain't even really a beef. It's just. It is what it is. I, I think honestly, it's like I actually like when they beef rap 
Oh yeah, because I mean it. It brings back like the competition, you know. Exactly. It's just like oh, and, okay, you know, these like going at each other. I I just recently met up with uh, the homies I'm on the hip hop pod with, and I always say I can't put like one over the other when it comes to Jay Z and Nas because them two brought out the best in each other. Sure. Yeah, whether you want to disagree or agree, I truly believe that's a fact. Them two's beef truly brought out the best in each other. I don't. I don't think if that if that beef didn't happen, I don't think we get either. I don't think we get that. Oh, of course not. You know, as like, and that that's probably top three to me. Oh, one of the greatest diss greatest diss tracks ever. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just look at this beef like it doesn't really matter to me. But I'm like, hey, at least we got some good rapping out of it. Sure. But at the same time, I, I was funny. I saw this TikTok. This cat was like, why does Push T always rap like you telling a, a campfire Joe story? <laughs> <laughs> and I was cracking up because I didn't realize that I heard it. I'm like, wow, he does too. God, that was funny. That's his style, man. Yeah. Uh, so it is what it is. Now, top five producers. And keep in mind, I didn't even make a list. I'm just going off, off the top of my head. Man, top five producers. I'll go first. Uh, it, this is in order, too. Primo at number one. Okay. Primo. He's definitely in my top five. Alchemist. Yes, top five. Absolutely. Just Blaze. Yeah, I would say him. <sighs> Kenny Beats. Kenny Jeez. Beats at number four. Okay. You know about Kenny Beats, yeah. right? Okay, I'm just checking. Uh, number five, Dr. Dre. Damn, you got Dre at five? Yeah. Man, I would have to. Damn, I, I can't say shit. I, don't, I wouldn't even have mine in no order, but definitely uh, Primo. Yeah. Definitely Alchemist. Okay. Definitely Dre. Um, I mean, if we going off, like, I mean, you got to throw. Uh, What's them cats now? Uh, what Hit Boy? I actually, oh Hit, man, you you got Hit Boy. Hit Boy got some fire, man. Here's my problem with Hit Boy. He's not particularly good at one thing. He's just a good, good at everything somewhat. That's my problem. He doesn't specialize. I won't say he's top five, but he's definitely good though. Like uh, if I had to put him like. In an all-time category, he could crack my top ten. He'd just be at number ten. Right. Yeah. 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 Because like I don't dislike him or anything. It's just like when you really look at certain like I'm surprised you ain't put your boy up there. Who? Kanye. Kanye. Like <laughs> Kanye. Come on. I'd, man. I'd Ka- say he's Kanye? number six. Number six. I would. I would have to say Kanye would. He would be tied up at my number five spot. I, I can justify that too. And I would have for my last two, I would probably put just Blaze and uh, Track Masters. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, because heck, there's so many too. Like Q-Tip is in, Q- in yes, that top uh, phenomenal. 10. Jay Dilla. Yeah, Jay Dilla. Um, I mean, it's it's so many. Like ah oh, man, because heck, we were talking about this with Tim when we met up. I uh, and you know. Hit boy, the pro like take uh, these King's Disease albums that he's been doing with uh, Nas. The only problem I have with it 
was on uh, that Magic EP. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it says me and Hit Boy are like the new Gangstar. I'm like, whoa, hold up, hold up, hold up. Did you just compare him to Primo? Like, calm down. First no, off. I don't think he compared him to Primo. I calm think down. I think what he was saying was it's like you got the producer and the rapper, like you had Guru and Primo, and then it's like you got Hit Boy and Nas now, you know. But but it's like, bro, like Hit Boy's beats are like Hit Boy is not Primo. Yeah, it, like, I don't even think Nas would say Hit Boy. I, I is feel primo. like a lot of Hit Boy's beats are kind of just starting to sound the same to me. I mean, you hear it enough. I mean, they, he has a signature sound, which most producers do. Oh, yeah. But it's like, you know, how he did that slipping in the darkness. Mm-hmm. How he was trying to call out people. I'm like, I mean, shit, you could throw Jermaine Dupree up in there. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but hearing slipping in the darkness, I'm like, bro, what nerve do you have to call out anybody when, like, yeah, you're versatile, but it's like you don't really specialize in anything. True. Like, it, that's kind of just what was funny to me about it. Like, I will give him his props. Like, you know, him doing it, I got to give props. Now, him rapping, I'm like, you're not that great of a rapper, bro. But it's like, you do decent enough. A lot of producers aren't. Exactly. And I never expected you know, to be. I'd say he's probably that, one of the better ones. That's that's why you, I would say that Kanye is up there because he can do both. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So it's like, that's that's a big thing. I mean, hell, Eminem produced pretty good oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, J. Cole. J. Cole. Is actually pretty slept on as a producer. Oh, for sure. He's, yeah. yeah, J. Cole. And that's oh. why, like, when you talk about the whole him versus Kendrick, that's where I say is what ties him with Kendrick, because Kendrick is not a producer, like, quality-wise compared to Cole. Oh, no. no yeah. No. Yeah, so it, it's a number of things. But, uh, yeah, no, no I mean, I... Your list is solid. Like, I respect it, honestly. Well, yeah. I was like, say, it's, it, I mean. Yeah, for me, Dre just goes in my number five because I, I say this all the time. I'm not a big West Coast guy, which is kind of funny with me growing up. Yeah, West I was going to say, that's, that's like, weird. Literally, all my siblings, they think it's so funny, too, like, that I'm not that big into West Coast. But it's like, I don't know, it's just. East Coast has always like been my favorite rap style, and then sure. I'd probably say it's a tie at number two between uh, the South and West Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they got some good Midwest rappers. I mean, you, you had you had a few out there. Yeah, you had your M, you know, Royce, uh, Royce yeah, uh, Twister, yeah, uh, uh, Black Milk, Common, yep, Common, um. Man, Bone Thugs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was some it was some heat coming out the Midwest mm-hmm. for a minute. Yeah, so I, I mean, it's a number of yeah, them. Nelly, and uh, Nelly and the yeah. Lunatics. I mean, they they had their run. I mean, you you can't you can't deny it. They had their run. <laughs> Nelly had a good ass. Oh run. yeah, he did. He did. He definitely did. He had a good ass. If you run. deny it, you just don't listen to music, bro. I mean, hell, they had a bunch of cats uh, out of St. Louis that had good uh, mm-hmm. chingy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, he was kind of a one hit wonder, but Jaquan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At first, I thought you said Chiggy was a no, one hit no, wonder, no, no, and then no, I heard no, Jaquan. I'm like, oh, no. Jaquan was definitely a one hit. Oh one. yeah. When he came out with that, everybody and his bitch getting tipsy. It was like, oh shit! Like everybody yeah. was on that. Everybody. Oh yeah. That song. I was about to say, hey, look, 
I will say Chingy probably got to be one of the smartest rappers. I won't even say seen. one hit because he had that other joint off. Well, the I'm same not even saying I'm not even saying one hit. He's probably got to be one of the smarter ones. Like he realized, all right, my time's coming. Let me jump into something else. Chingy, Chingy, Chingy realized when the game started to change and his style wasn't what people wanted to hear, and that's when he kind of yep. faded out. Oh yeah. When I give him his credit, he found something else to he, do. He didn't know how to adjust it. He yeah, knew, he knew that. that that's uh, like Chameleon Air. You know, you got to be smart. Chameleon Air could his his music would still slap today. Exactly, but I think, but he just Chameleon Air was all about making money, mm-hmm. and him being into the he was all like if you listen to people talk about Chameleon Air, he was always tech savvy. Oh yeah, even before he got heavy into it he was tech savvy mm-hmm. so when there was ways to don't make, make money. money off of it he was like oh hell yeah i'm doing this oh yeah and i mean rapping at the time like if you really think about it rappers might sit up here and floss and talk about all of this shit but they don't really make money like that. oh yeah not all of them some of them do but a lot of them don't a lot of them ain't being they're not millionaires off rap like it's hard to it, do it. It's like, come on, man. Like man. people, people don't realize, like, bro, most rappers don't make their money just off their music. Like they do, yeah, other they, stuff. they they invest in, you know, they do other things. I mean, they have to. Oh yeah. And a lot of the like realistically, ones, I I think I got told this because my brother is a producer, and he said like we're the ones that really make the money. Sure. Yeah. One hundred percent. Because people have to come to us for beats. Facts. If they can't make them themselves. The producer, producers, like, they make money. Yeah. The rappers, they, uh, some of them get good deals. Well, then, and, like, because your brother is probably, like, my age. Uh, older. He's older? Okay, yeah. so, yeah, he even, he know for sure then. But in, in, like, that generation, rappers would sign deals for, like, mm-hmm. million dollars. They ain't doing that now. Well, actually, not. some of them are actually getting way more than that. Than a million? Yeah, yeah. some. Yeah. But, but those are like your many. trip of the crop. Like, you got to be like a top 10 rapper today to get that. I mean, 50, when he signed with uh, Shady Aftermath, he signed for like a million dollars. And this was, what, 20 years ago? Oh, wait, you know, you know, speaking of that's how we got into ago. that Shit. debate with uh, Tim regarding uh could game beat him in, in, in a battle hell no i thought about this the no. other day i'm like if you can say game can beat 50 in a battle i might actually take your point serious for I, yeah i think he if you can you think he could game i don't think he could in a battle don't think he could. Uh, I, yeah, I think he could. You really think so? In a battle, yes. When it comes to songwriting and producing, no. It, but that kind of goes. When has Fifty ever been a battle rapper? When he made his disses on well, Ja Rule, they were songs. They well, I'm thinking battles. more so. I'm thinking more so a versus battle. That's oh, what oh, I'm more versus, so oh, versus. Oh, versus. My bad. Okay, I should have okay, explained okay. that. I thought you were talking about like, like hear your rap mic, battle. Hear your mic. We gonna battle? Yeah. No, game would eat fifty in a battle, in a rap battle, in a versus battle. No, fifty would kill game. Oh yeah, no, we're talking rap yeah. battle. Oh yeah, no, game has no shot against him. 
Like no Eminem? shot. Hell no, no, no. Eminem like a versus <laughs> battle. Like I said, it all depends on the crowd. Even in a versus battle, no, it all Eminem, depends on dude, the crowd. Em- Eminem could probably play his whole Marshall Mathers LP, and it would trump anything. Game, but it all matters know? on the crowd, bro. Everybody liked Marshall Mathers LP. That's that's a fair point. That was like, his that was his best album. But in think most about it. Eyes. If that you was his play best it album. now, are people really gonna like it as much as they did back then? Yes, that album. Yes, not everybody. Ah, that one they would. I think if you if you play Slim Shady LP, Marshall Mathers LP, the Eminem Show, and probably a uh, Curtain Call, but it, it the first three for sure. Those were still hit now. But you got to think, though, people's opinions change over time, right? Right? Those, right? They, they, do, they do, but hear me out. Okay. Those three albums, the first three, those albums, if you ask anybody that listens that's it, like music like we like it, they will tell you those the are first exact. three albums today still, but everything else after that but is also substance. What he was talking about, that's going to play a factor. Like, do I really want to hear this now? Sure. Not everybody's going to want to. Sure. That's because what he, I'm he saying. Had more, like, okay, excluding the Kim songs, mm-hmm. he actually was talking about some shit in some of them songs. That, yeah, those, I'm not disagreeing albums. with that. Now, if you talk about newer, I would say recovery would probably be like, the only one the, people the, like the one, yeah, that'd be the only one people would be yeah. like, yeah. And even his newer one, uh, Kamikaze and uh, Music to Be Murdered by people like those, but Revival, horrible. Oh yeah, everyone's terrible. Uh, Relapse was eh. You know he I really he don't like crack a bottle. Nah, that was that that album. But was, even that was like you know, radio is yeah. So like, but yeah. that album was not yeah. That great. You know, that was when he was kind of in that, you know, because after Proof got killed, that you, he slipped. Because mm-hmm. I think Curtain Call was his last one before Proof died. And then it was just kind of like, after that happened, he just kind of disappeared. And he would yeah. put, you know, re, he put Relapse out and it was like, eh. And then he was, everyone was like, you know, oh, Eminem's done. I will say, I do want to see more producer versus battles. Yeah, I, that's one thing I do want to see because I'm like, I would love to see another Bad Meets Evil album come out. Yeah, I think it's about time. I I like the last one. Oh they yeah, put out. that mm-hmm. one was good. Oh yeah, I'd like to see another one of them. Now, for sure, Royce versus M in a rap battle. I wouldn't mind seeing that too. That would be cool. Yeah, but I mean, they're basically like the same person. It, exactly. That would be crazy to see them go at it like battle wise that would be dope it would be dope oh yeah now versus battle who you taking and a versus yeah him he had way more commercial hits than royce way more well, yeah but royce never really was ever commercial no so it's like but if we're talking can't fault him for that man if we're talking just like they play anything or, no you put their 10 best Ooh. That's where it starts getting like, okay, Royce actually might have a shot. I'm not saying he'd win, but, but he be has close. a better case. Like, it'd be close. Yeah. Because, I mean, to me, Royce's best stuff is really his later stuff right now. Ah. I think it is. But, if again, it's talking, a generational we're talking difference. top 10 songs, I don't know, bro. 
that Malcolm X was a killer. That I'm not that knocking that. Was but think killer. about it. You got the Prime albums. Well, you get well. Those, oh no, I'm not saying that it ain't like his Prime albums. You look at like Book Ryan, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, his last was an allegory. It was great. Yeah. Um, but his earlier ones like Rock City. I mean, you had a lot of joints on Rock City. Yeah. Um, then you had this the joint the um was it I forget the name of the album but I have it in there and uh the one with Malcolm X yeah and he had uh, another one that Kanye produced actually called Heartbeat that was fire um I mean it was a whole bunch oh, of yeah. shit then on the, back in that era that was dope but no one was listening to Voice back then exactly it's like if you weren't if you didn't know who Voice was then you won't listen to Voice in that time all you knew was that he had beef with Eminem. But you didn't know Royce. Yeah. Like if you if you weren't on Royce before he put out Rock City, then and when Rock City came out, because even Rock City when it came out, I mean, people won't on it like that because they mm-hmm. didn't really know who he was. But I mean, we knew. I mean, I used to kill Rock City. It was a great album. And I mean, it was it got great ratings by uh like hip hop people. I mean, it was it got like four. I think it was like four mics, four and a half mics in the source. Mm-hmm. Like it got good good reviews from everybody back then. But he just wasn't a big name. Yeah. So no one was listening to him. But Royce Royce got fire. Oh yeah. Not just his new stuff. Like even back oh, then, yeah. Royce had fire. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But. We're going to get out of here, though. Again, appreciate y'all for listening, as always. You know, episode 30. I think we got 30 more in us. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, I'll take it easy.